Ladies and gentlemen, Cardinal fans of all ages, welcome to Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score. I'm Chris Grace. I'll be your host, joined every week by current Wesleyan Athletic Director and former head football coach, Mike Whalen. Each week, Coach and I will interview some of your favorite former Cardinals and find out exactly what they've been up to. Without further ado, it's time to check in with the coach, Mike Whalen. And it's another edition of Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score, your only Wesleyan Athletics podcast. Coach Mike Whalen is with me as always. Our producer, Mike O'Brien, he's coming up just around the corner. If that's why you tune in, don't go anywhere because Mike O'Brien is coming right up. First things first, though, Coach, we got to talk about our guest tonight, DePaglio Taviani. She is the Senior Director of Team Marketing and Business Operations for the National Basketball Association as we continue to have spectacular guests representing your alma mater at the highest level in all aspects of sports. Yeah, really excited to have uh, DePauly on tonight. And, uh, you know, she's got a really interesting journey in terms of uh, she uh, you know, majored in econ at West and then really was kind of uncertain, thought she wanted finance, got into finance, then went on to Michigan to get her MBA and and then really found her passion and uh, in, in sports marketing and, and landed at the NBA. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, with the whole COVID scene and this past season, you know, just really excited to hear her perspective on the marketing and, uh, you know, clearly someone that's very, very passionate about what she does. So, so really, really happy to have uh, Depali on our show today. No doubt. I can't wait to talk to Depali, class of 2001 at Wesleyan. But first things first, we got to talk to Mike O'Brien, he's our producer. He's going to tell you how you can connect with Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score. Yeah, so as we continue to grow this podcast, we really want to hear from our fans. Um, we're on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, you can also reach us by emailing us, athletics at wesleyan.edu. Uh, the podcast is also on Apple and also on the Wesleyan University SoundCloud channel. So uh, we'd love to hear from you, love to get some feedback and any suggestions on how we can improve the podcast make sure you subscribe on Apple podcast. And, and if you'd like to get in contact with me personally at coach, I know you don't have the Twitter. I'm not even going to bother, but you can tweet at me at Chris Grace 82 on Twitter. Don't judge me coach. It's just part of it. I know, you know, it's not always the easiest way to do things, but you got to do it sometimes. So I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to push you to get in the Twitter coach, but I'm going to tell everyone if they want to tweet at me, they can at Chris Grace 82. And if you're the old fashioned, old school like me, then just, just email us, just email us. But we want to hear, we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear, you know, uh, if you have any suggestions for future guests and uh, if you're famous out there and you, you know, you just happen to be listening to Chris and coach beyond the box score, you, let us know. Cause we'll bring you on the show. We, you know, you don't have to be a Wesleyan grad. If you're just someone famous that really wants to, wants to make it and wants to spend some time with, with, uh, with Chris and I, and, and obviously OB, because I mean, he is the draw. I mean, uh, Michael Bryan is the draw. We're, Chris and I, we're just, you know, we're just role players in this whole thing. But uh, um, if, if you're out there and you want to you come spend an hour with us and have a good time, email me and we'll get you on the show. What's the email again, OB? Athletics at wesleyan.edu. You know, and, and coach, real quick, before, before we check in with our guests tonight, Depali Taviani, we, we just want to point out that the fact that this is an audio only podcast and people don't get to see Mike O'Brien's face is probably causing us to lose listeners by the moment. So we apologize for that. But let me tell you, as it sounds, 
is as it looks. And and you are missing out indeed by not getting to see Michael <laughs> Without further ado, we have to move on. All right. So with, this coach couldn't have said it any better. Uh, we're, it's time to bring in our guest for tonight. She is class of 2001 graduate Wesleyan University, senior director of team marketing and business operations for the NBA. She's had that job for 12 years. It is Depali Ottaviani. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score alongside the coach, Mike Whalen, the man who doesn't say much but thinks a lot, producer Mike O'Brien. I'm Chris Grayson. Today we have yet another fantastic guest as we welcome in Wes Alum from class of 2001, senior director, team marketing and business operations. And there's also a really fun acronym. We'll get into that when we get a chance. She is Depali Ottaviani. Welcome to our podcast. It's Chris and Coach Depali. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Okay, Depali, here's what we all want to know. How did you end up at Wesleyan? Tell us about how you ended up in Middletown, Connecticut, just down the road from the steamed cheeseburger just down the road from the best breakfast spot there is. How did you end up on the campus of Wesleyan University? So it went back to my junior year in high school and I was doing all of those information sessions that every junior does. You go to about 10, 15 of them to figure out what college rings true to you. And I cannot forget the feeling of when I walked out of the one for Wesleyan. I knew it was the place I wanted to be and it was instant for me because going to Pingree, it was a school that allowed me to play sports, do music, focus on academics, do things outside of school community-wise. And I wanted to get that again in the next stage of my life. And I took from one hour of, I think it was the assistant dean at that time who came or, and just, I knew it was for me. And of course it's junior year, you think it's early, you were like, okay, let me try a few things. And it, I went back again in my senior year and I said, hands down again, I know. But it also was that I had seen people from Wesleyan throughout my entire time at Pingree. So I had three teachers who were really influential to me in my eighth, ninth, and even my senior year, um, Adam Rohde, Andrew Lacey, Rob McRae, they were all a part of my experience at Pingree and they also shared that hey you should check this school out this might be something for you and every interaction I had with the school from the get-go was it so it was my first choice I was fortunate enough to get an ED and the rest was history and so uh you know you came to Wesleyan and it, although you had played both field hockey and lacrosse at Pingree you know initially didn't didn't go out for either uh, when you came to Wesleyan. So tell us a little bit about your athletic journey and how, how you ended up uh, playing lacrosse at West. Yeah, no. So for me, it was a very different path and I'm sure a lot of athletes take today. And it started with the fact that I had friends who had played sports. And for the first two years that I was at Wesleyan, my freshman and sophomore year, I almost felt like I was living the athlete's life through them all the time. And at times they said, oh, you should try out. Oh, you should come and play. And it took to, um, she was my former captain at Pingree on the field hockey team was Whitney Kasserman. And she invited me to play indoor field hockey with them one winter. And it was just, it clicked. And it was like, I love being with these, with these people, with the teammates, the fun playing again. And it reignited 
the thought that, hey, I could do this. Um, and then they, a lot of those same teammates were people on the lacrosse team. And, you know, you have two options, you have two choices. And the one thing I loved about Wes was there's so many other things you could do with your time. And so in the fall, I was singing national anthems for the football games, for the field hockey games. Some of the winter I was doing it for ice hockey games and singing for me was also another passion that I wanted to invest in a ton. And I chose the fall to do that because it fit more with my singing goals. And so by the time I was at the end of my sophomore year, I decided, hey, I think I want to try out for lacrosse my junior year. And so I spent my summer working out, running, trying, figuring, trying to figure out how to get back into everything again. And fall ball my junior year came out and all of a sudden it was something that, you know, I was finding the rhythm again. The captains that year were like, yeah, you got this. We're all in sync. We're working on it. You should keep it up. And um, one of my closest friends, um, Lucas Cash was on the men's team. So he was sitting there giving me workouts. I was in the gym and I was just I was loving every minute of it. Um, and it was Holly Gutilius then, Wheeler now, her first year. And, you know, it was just one of those, it was just a mix of everything coming together. And I loved every minute of trying to get back into playing shape and the opportunity. And the last day of cuts came and Holly said, so if you're here, you've made the team. And that was the most amazing feeling ever. Yeah. Looking back, do you wish uh, there's a little part of you that wishes that you would have started your freshman year and gone and, and, and tried to play sports? 100%. I remember um, the, I was, it was orientation and Whitney Kasserman was coming up from her early, uh, her early practice. She said, Tabali, you should come in and try out. And for some reason I said no at that moment, but that that's one of the things that I wish that I had investigated or tried, but at the same point, I have no regrets because I did all this, all of the singing and I loved it. And there were my two loves and I'm not a whole person without either half. So by the time I got to the second half of my college career, I was able to figure out how to have them both. So, so what's really interesting is, is the three names you've mentioned so far, you've mentioned uh, Lucas Cash, who is, uh, do, you, do you know that he now runs a big lacrosse? He runs the best, yep. probably, you know, uh, high school lacrosse clubs outside yep. of in Boston. And then Adam Rohde, who I think is now, I think he's a headmaster. Yep. At, at Would you know what school he's at? It was Greenwich. Okay. I'm not sure if he's moved on since then. It's been a little while since I've kept in touch with him. And then Andrew Lacey, who is... Uh, He's, he's on our he's on our athletic advisory committee. So he, he came on right after you came off um, and uh, uh, has done a, you know a ton of really cool things and, and has been very, very successful in the uh, business field and uh, kind of got bored at age 45. So he took about five years off and, uh, you know, just kind of hanging out. But uh, 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 just so funny to hear you say those three names, you know, people that now as you know, I did, I wasn't here during that era, but people that I've you know, come across as alums and yeah. to, hear, to hear that they had influence on your life is a pretty cool thing. And so a Andrew actually helped me navigate my first jobs out of school too. So, you know, it was, it, it's just a constant family that just is always there for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, great. Dupali, that's actually a great segue because what I want to know is how does someone who goes to Wesleyan as an econ major 
with the voice of a God, which I haven't heard yet, but I can tell, I can just tell that it's there, who also plays lacrosse. How does that person transition into a role inside the National Basketball Association? So what I want to know is we're not going to get there yet. I want to know how it went from Wesleyan to the NBA and tell me kind of that little part that led to that. Where do you, you've been there for 12 years. Mm -hmm. How did you get from where you were at the end of your time in Wesleyan to when you started in the NBA? It was a hard and zigzag path. So I, it is not a direct shot into sports. That's for sure for a lot of people. Um, But it was all part of my plan. So playing helped me realize that I wanted to be in sports. I was never going to be a professional athlete. I was lucky if I got to start, but I was so happy to be a part of the team that I knew that it was where the passions led me. And when I graduated, I had my five-year plan. And that five-year plan was, okay, I had been in banking through all my internships um, in college, and I was going to be in banking coming out of college. And I said, you know what? I'm good with that. I'm going to spend three years, going to get the basics. I'm going to learn all of the building blocks to do whatever I want in life. From there, I'm going to go to business school. And I am, I really want to then figure out how to get into sports and go for marketing. And that's going to be the way for me. And I'm going to just figure it out. I didn't know what sports marketing was at that time. I didn't know for a few years what that really meant. Um, But I knew that's what I wanted to do. And then from there, get into sports. After that, I was actually able to make that happen. So I was three years in the banking world and the financial services, and I chose to go to Michigan very much so for the same reasons that I chose Wesleyan. I could build my own education. I could build my own MBA. Um, I was able to choose core classes, do my singing still, meet people, and just overarchingly create my own experience and create my own path. And as part of that, I focused on brand marketing, thought this is going to be it. I'm going to get into some sports marketing brand. It's going to happen from there. And then we'll go forward. I decided that wasn't for me. And I went back into financial services at American Express. And I spent two years there thinking I'm going to get into their sports division, their their partnership world. That's it. And something in those two years clicked with me where I was just like, I know what I want to do and I'm doing well here, but this isn't it. And Amex, it, that, that part of their business is so well solidified. They are, they are amazing at what they do and they have the right people. I was like, it's going to take me years to break into it here. So I actually said, you know what? I'm leaving. I know what I want to do. I'm going to take a year and I'm going to figure it out. And this is where I met people on the committee um, at that time. So that's where I met Dennis Robinson at that time through networking and trying to figure out what is sports. It is a small industry, but so big all at the same time. Um, And through so many conversations, either on the league side, on the team side, on the agency side, on the events side, um, through tennis, hockey, football, basketball, I was trying to figure out where is it that I want to be? Um, And I actually did some of this coming out of business school as well, but knowing that you've just gotten a grad degree and it didn't come for free, 
needed to work and I couldn't live at home. So that's, that's where the Amex path came in. Um, and I just, I knew by the time coming out of Amex, it was league or team. And believe it or not, out of the two years at Amex, I spent 18 months speaking with a gentleman who eventually was to become the um, head of team marketing and business operations, Teambo, um, as we affectionately call it. And I spent 18 months talking to him. I interviewed twice. Um, and second time around, it was it was like I'd build the skill set that I needed because I didn't fully have it for the opportunity the first time around. And second time around, within two weeks of that phone conversation saying, hey, I, I think we might have an opportunity come in and talk to us. I was sitting at my desk at the NBA. And 12 years later, I'm still there doing very different things from the day I started, but it's been an amazing journey. If you're just joining us, this is Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score, along with the coach, Mike Whalen. Chris Grace with you. So we welcome in our guest class of 2001. Dipali Ottaviani is with us, and she is the Senior Director of Teambo, or Team Marketing and Business Operations for the NBA. So now, Dipali, what everyone wants to know is, what on earth is Teambo, and what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis for the National Basketball Association? So TeamBo, as you mentioned, is Team Marketing and Business Operations. It's just another acronym that there are so many out there in the business world. Um, but what we do at TeamBo is we are the consultants for our team side of the business on a daily basis. We have people who are one-to-one -one relationship managers that help the teams across the NBA, the WNBA, the NBA G League, the NBA 2K League, and helping on the business side, making them be the best businesses that they can be, the most innovative businesses that we can be. Um, there's also a group that is that I work with as well called Global Strategy and Innovation, and that is more the league side of um, our focus. And what I do is I'm the department operations lead. So it's a group of anywhere from 45 to 50 people at a given point in time that we do everything from making sure the department runs and we have all the administrative pieces down to planning, executing um, up anywhere from 30 to 150, sorry, 1500 um, people events where it's the C-level executives across all of the teams to share best practices to innovate together. Um, and part of my goal is taking and understanding what the content is and making sure that everything is set so that it can happen. Sometimes it's logistics, sometimes it is production, and it's a pretty cool place to see how we can in person get all the teams together and get them thinking out of the box. Um, to also thinking through everything that we need to be doing for our teams to make sure a season gets off to the right start. And it's Im pretty Im impressive to see all of the pieces come together. And when you talk about that, you know, you talk about obviously the teamwork aspect of it. And one of the things I like to talk to all of our guests about is, you know, when you think back to your experiences, whether it was high school or college and playing athletics and being on a team, you know, how, how does though, how, how do those experiences then translate into your professional life once you, once you leave Wesleyan? That is one of the most important things. And one of the biggest things I took away from playing sports throughout my entire life, whether it was in middle school, high school or college, you can't do it without your team. Um, and the, being a cheerleader for others is just as important as being cheered on. And 
I learned so many things from confidence to play hard, work hard, to, you know, don't get discouraged because when you're walking on to a team after two years of never, uh, of really not touching a lacrosse stick or running a mile, like <laughs> you could so easily be here. Oh, I don't know if this is something that will happen for you, but playing sports in general is one of the most amazing things that boosts a person's, you know, emotional ability to carry through life because you're going to have ups and downs and you need to know how to handle those and sports, you win some, you lose some, and you have to know how to get back on the field the next day. Um, and in terms of carrying it to my career, it's, it's all the same. You will always have a group of people that you can never accomplish your goal alone. You need to rely on others and others need to rely on you. And some days you're gonna be the project lead and you're gonna be the person saying, have we gotten every single thing done? We need to get this production off the ground. And some days you'll be the person running around getting those things done for other people. Um, and knowing that you have the confidence of people supporting you as well as you have the confidence to know you've made the right decision. Um, and being able to handle the consequences in any way. And you learn that through playing sports. You learn that through teamwork. It's unbelievable. So, DePaul, you talk about the ups and downs that are involved in sports, and no time has been like what we've experienced over the last nine months. And, you know, a few, a few episodes ago, we interviewed Ted Dalton from the Boston Celtics, and he talked a lot about the challenges that he faced from his perspective um, kind of share with us what your 2020 was like. Obviously, it was an NBA season like no other. But I want to know from, you know, a little bit behind the scenes. You know, you're not, you're not in the front office with an NBA team necessarily. You're not a coach or a player. What was it like from the, you know, the marketing and business operation side of things when, when it came to the NBA and this crazy that was 2020? Everybody became everything they needed to be. It was the one thing that I'm so impressed about the group that I work in is that nobody said, oh, this isn't part of my job. Everybody said, what do we need to do? How do I need to do it? We have people who have been helping um, with Orlando and getting actually doing things on the ground for three months, but it's nowhere in their job description. Um, it is, we have people still doing that today and trying to figure out how we can make everything as smooth as possible for when 2021 um, starts. Everybody is so amazed by what we're able to contribute, whether it's in the community um, through social justice, as well as through just making something like Orlando happen. It No one no one knew. And a lot of times, as you all know from, from putting on sporting events, it doesn't take 24 hours to figure this out. So there was a lot of just great minds coming together to say, okay, we've got to get this done. Let's get it done. And, you know, I'm very proud to be a part of an organization that was able to get it done um, so amazingly over, over the summer. Um, I mean, switching from getting on a subway and getting into the office and seeing your peers on a day-to-day -day basis, it was very different to relocating to my parents' house as a 41-year-old mom with two kids and trying to say, okay, there's a Google Classroom happening now. Oh no, I have a team president's call happening now. Oh no, I've got to get X, Y, and Z out the door right now and making it happen. But 
this year has taught resiliency if nothing else. That's awesome. That's great. And, and so, you know, when you, when you, is, is there, is there a specific moment from this past, you know, Orlando season that, that you know, like just really, you, you remember kind of like, that's something you're going to remember for the next, you know, 20 years of your professional life. You're going to look back and say, you know, remember when that happened, was there one of those moments for you or it was just kind of a, a culmination of everything? It is a culmination for me, but as someone who didn't go down to Orlando, one of the things that I will never forget about this is, you know, it's really hard to recreate the atmosphere, but one of the things that has been so amazing is this whole idea of the virtual fan. And I remember helping testing out the the Microsoft Teams platform and being like, oh my goodness, when I saw it the first day that it actually went live, I was like, we're doing this. Like, I know what it took to get here. And it's, it's really exciting to be able to know that sometimes you're behind the scenes. Sometimes you're testing out things behind the scenes, but it, it's absolutely amazing just to be able to know that you're a part of something that's been so big. That's actually super interesting that you bring that up because, you know, as, as a huge sports fan in every sport, some sports that I watched didn't translate during the pandemic. But I thought that the NBA, in particular during the playoffs, did a really, really good job of kind of creating an atmosphere that some other sports really struggled to do. So from your perspective in the background, what were some of the conversations like? Like how, what were the logistical you know, issues when it came to creating, for instance, like with the playoffs, there actually was a home team in the NBA. And so the, the floor changed, whereas in hockey, they just kept it kind of neutral. In other sports, there really was no fan kind of interaction what was what was the background conversations like when it came to you know the virtual experience with the NBA playoffs there are so many people at the NBA who are focused on that and while I'm not in the room for those conversations they're just always thinking about what's going to be the best experience for the fans what's going to be the best experience for the players what's going to be the best experience for um, the entire organization so you know we look at it from all angles um, that can that will be apparent and you know it takes a lot of minds that that's really that's that's the logistics and having people who are willing to test we had people on my team who were helping in the background every single game making sure we had teams from both sides fans from both sides on those video boards and you know it's amazing to see the hustle that goes behind it and were you ever a fan on any of those video boards I was Yes, you were? I was. I believe it was on opening on the first night that we did it. I did it for for a few for a few quarters. Yeah. I didn't know that, by the way. I just guessed. I had a feeling, by the way, you talked about that you might have been. Do you know who yep. you were a fan of? I am a fan of every team. Okay, <laughs> politically correct is always important <laughs> in this realm. Good answer. All right, we're gonna shift things a little bit, Coach. It's the time we like to shift things a little bit. Now that we know all about our guests, we want to know just how much our guest remembers about her time at Wesleyan. So to Polly, if you're up for it, we're going to put you through something that we like to call the gauntlet coach. Tell her what we're going to do. So we're going to ask you 10 questions. Oh no. Okay, <laughs> and we want you to be very spontaneous. We want you to just kind of give us the first answer that comes to your mind. And, you know, just uh, we're going to just kind of try to make it as rapid fire as we can. Now, 
nothing is really, you know, that difficult. So, um, although we have stumped a couple of people along the way, right, Chris? There, there has been a couple of people that have, but I, I, I my money's on Dabali. I think she's gonna. I think she's gonna. Twenty year, through. twenty year reunion this year. Two kids, <laughs> virtual schooling. I have no guarantees. I do not know what's in my brain on a given day. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So you ready to start? I'll start off first, Chris. You ready? Okay. Easy one. Favorite professor at Wesleyan? Professor Grossman. You know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you know, some of our athletes struggle with that question, coach. Yeah. Yep. Quick answer. That was a yep. good quick answer. All right. Who is the most influential person in your life? My mom. Great. Good answer. Always good. Always good to give mom credit. Uh, what was your first job after graduating from Wes? I was working at Solomon Smith, then Solomon Smith Barney today, City, City Group, in their debt capital markets team. Okay. If you were for, if you were forced to cheer for one of the following, who would it be? Amherst or Williams? I can't choose neither. <laughs> you can that's, that's a great answer. answer that's a answer that's what we answer. hope for it doesn't always get there but most of the time it kind of gets there that's great um when you were five years old what did you want to be when you grew up probably a gymnast i think wow okay i didn't see that one coming <laughs> nice okay uh shannon miller no no, no. sorry <laughs> all right um I'm trying to do like the timing, you know, 2001. I feel like I was close. Dominique Mociano. I've read her book. Perfect. Okay. That's what I should. I should have led with that. I'm sorry. I can't tell you if I remember anything from it, but I read I'm it. A, I'm an all around <laughs> sports guy. I messed up there. I'm sorry. What is, okay. What is the best piece of advice you've received in your life? This is a hard one. It doesn't um, have to be from Dominique Mociano. It could be. <laughs> best piece I have heard. Nothing ever happens on a straight path. There you you have to zigzag. I like it. That's a great one. That's a great one. In three words, that can be can be three consecutive words, can be three individual words, whatever you whatever you want. Uh, in three words, describe your West experience. This is hard. Um, That's three words. This is hard. <laughs> No, but it's like, I'm seeing all of my visions. Like I'm seeing my entire experience flash before my eyes and I'm trying to come up with like, what's the feeling? What's the words that I can see? Because it was exciting. There you go. That's one. That's three words. It was exciting. Exciting <laughs> me. Like it was four years of me building who I am. <laughs> so exciting me and friendship. There you go. Great. What do you miss most about Wesleyan? The immediate access to your friends. We're yeah. all we're all grown up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, um, what's the best? It could be anything. Anything associated with Wesleyan. What's the best Wesleyan highlight in your mind in the last twenty years? In the last 20 years or from my, from my time there or nope, nope, since any, then? Since then. If, since your affiliation with Wesleyan, what's, what's been the last, you know, the best thing that you think has happened with, with Wes? With Wes. Anything. Wow. 
I mean, I don't know if it's, can I go with broader than one thing? Oh sure. yeah. It doesn't have to be sports. It could be life. It could be anything. No, I, I think it's, you know, you see where people go after Wes. So whether it's Lin-Manuel or whether it is watching people come back to Wes to give back um, and teach at Wes or be a part of it. Um, it's just awe-inspiring to see all of the people in the world and all of a sudden you hear, oh, they're a Wesleyan grad. And just running into them or knowing that you have this connection, whether you're ever going to have a chance to actually speak to them, but you might because they're a Wesleyan grad. Um, so seeing them anywhere and everywhere in these awe-inspiring and amazing places in the world. So I'm sorry, it's not a memory, but it's, it's what I see when I think of Wes. I'll tell you right now, it's, it's my favorite, by far my favorite response to that question we've gotten so far. Great. Co Coach, I am going to bet the farm on the answer to this next one, okay? Okay, so, all right. So, DePauli, this is the final question, and then you don't have to deal with us ever again if you don't want to. <laughs> but here, here's, here's, here's the question I'm going to ask you. If I had a better singing voice, I would sing it to you, but I'm not going to. Who is the West alum you would most like to have dinner with? Wow. Oh my goodness. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I know. I think, I think it is Lin-Manuel, but like, I feel like it's a cop-out, but, it, but like, I really would like to <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda, but like, that's one of the most amazing ones. Um, you, could, you could think of it. You could have a sing-off with him. I bet you'd win. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> Question number 11. Who would win in a sing-off? You or Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> I'm going to go with me, especially if it's the anthem. No. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well you done. Passed. You survived the gauntlet. Thank Great you. job. Great Thank job. You. Great job. Okay. So, go ahead. Go ahead, coach. No, go ahead. This is you. Okay. So um, I guess we, we, one of the questions we'd like to close with, it's two questions typically. So I'm going to ask mine and then Chris will ask his. So, um, as you know, President Roth and others spend a lot of time, quote unquote, defending the value of the liberal arts education. Okay. If you were going to make a, a case for the liberal arts education, how would you defend it? It allows you to figure out and understand who you are, um, to be nimble and allow you to grow in a way that you're always learning you're always able and comfortable growing through your life I, I don't want to say changing who you are but the thing that I loved about it is I could decide for my own core curriculum I'm going to focus on this in the arts I'm going to focus on this in the humanities I'm going to focus on this in the sciences I didn't have to take things that didn't matter to me. I took the things that allowed me to grow and be who I wanted to be. I could focus on music. I could focus on sports. You don't have to be one thing. You don't have to be one superstar. You're a combination of a lot of pieces. And to me, that's what I take away from liberal arts education. Okay, Dipali, last thing before we're gonna let you go. I want you to go back to the year, let's call it 1998. Young DePauly is, you know, she's figuring out her way in the world, jamming out to probably the Backstreet Boys in her dorm room. 
Yep. Bye, bye, bye. Quit, quit, quit playing games with my heart to Polly. Tell me what you would go back and tell the current Wesleyan students and the current Wesleyan student athletes about everything that you know now that you didn't know back then. Enjoy your time on campus. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, build strong relationships uh, and test yourself academically, um, outside, socially and athletically, whatever it may be, take risks because it's an environment that supports you to do that. And it will teach you so many lessons and give you so much confidence later in life. Awesome. Awesome. Well done. Well done. And, uh, I, you know, again, I, I, both Chris and I really appreciate, you know, you spending time with us tonight. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, like I mentioned earlier, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. And, and you kind of touched on it in terms of, you know, the, the, your, your answer to, uh, the highlight from the last 20 years is, you know, it's, it's, it's that Wesleyan family that, 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 you know, that, that networking mm -hmm. that, that, uh, is so, is so special. And, and for me, again, just to hear, you know, you mentioned these names of, of people that I know, even though, you know, obviously we're different eras, is it's, it's really, it just supports what we, how we all feel about Wesleyan and, yep. and, and the impact it's had on our lives. So uh, really appreciate you taking time with us tonight. And, and uh, again, um, you know, we, we, we hope at some point you'll be bringing your children up to Wesleyan to take a look. And, and uh, I don't know if I'll still be there, but if I am, I'm buying lunch. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And they've, one has been on campus already during the 15 year reunion. So okay, we're starting, we're starting her young. <laughs> good. That's good. That's always good. Chris, wrap us up. All right, coach for the coach, Mike Whalen, for our producer. He doesn't say much, but when he does, he means it. Mike O'Brien, our guest tonight, she is senior director of team marketing and business operations to Polly Ottaviani. I'm Chris Grace. You've been listening to Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score, your only official Wesleyan Athletics podcast. Until next time, so long, everybody.